I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time FL Podcast. First week of the finals, 2018. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man. Prepare yourself, Junk Timers. Joining me is a man who is back in the game. Joining me is a man who has a drug sample so strong, he's being <laughs> going to be rookie drafted by Collingwood. It is Adam Rosenbachs. Mate, it's good to be back. It's good to be here. It's good to be alive. I, 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 I missed you, if you can believe that. That's how much. That's how uh, down in the dumps. That's how sick I was, mate. I missed... Michael Chamberlain, can I'm, you believe that? I'm reaching through my phone. I'm giving you a big, a big finals hug, Adam. I hope you don't get my finals fever all over you. You don't need anything more on you. No, but- no, that is that is very true. Um, but yeah, my B sample would be so much better than Sam Murray's. <laughs> I would leave him in the dust, man. The shit that I took over the last two weeks. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, so where should we begin? Where should we begin? You're back. You're back. Okay. All then right, we can. We, right, no. Then okay. No. Why don't we talk about? Let, okay. Let's talk about the Giants beating the Swans. Let's focus in on the third quarter there. No, no, no. No, there was a there was a Hawthorne team that lost <laughs> uh, that we should probably talk about. What are you talking about? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. First off, I would like to apologise. Uh, you're about to hear why I couldn't make the live show, but we, of course, do have uh, the very special grand final live show, which is going ahead as, as long. Even if I'm not there, I think the three of you could probably... Actually, no, it wouldn't be that good, but you could still probably do it. Uh, the live show, which this year is on the 30th of September with the guys from Two Guys, One Cup. Charlie tickets Will. are available. Michael? Charlie Will will be joining us on the Sunday after the Grand Final, 4pm at the European Beer Cafe. Tickets are yeah. on sale right now. Oh, my God. Charlie's just burst in the room. We haven't sorted out yet. They're holding out on money for us. We still haven't agreed yet. Pony up the cash, Adam. We'll do it. Can you hear any of that? Those motherfuckers will be there. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Sunday after the Grand Final, 4pm, European Beer Cafe. Uh, the, the Grand Final tradition continues. It's our third year in a row. Last yeah, it's year, be a ripper. can I tell you a quick little story, right? And this has actually mm. made me really want to vote for the guy. Quick little story. So, sad week in many different ways. On Thursday night, obviously, Hawthorne lost. Also, it was the final episode, uh, live episode of Tonightly uh, in front mm. of a studio audience where I was the head writer for the last, uh, well, dedicated myself for a year, Adam. And uh, I. Dedicated to a big word. Can I just say that? Well, you fucking sleep on a couch at the ABC that fucking often, all right? Now, I uh, have. Mate, mate, there's a difference between dedication and outright and sadness. <laughs> not during the day, too, by the way. Like, <laughs> fucking about 1 a.m. on a Sunday morning going, gee, I should probably sleep. It's been three days. Uh, no, so... a... Hang on, there was that one time when uh, we were about to do the podcast. It was on a Sunday night. You'd moved uh, Rod Carter Studios to somewhere else in the ABC. And I said. Have you been home? And you were like, nah, nah, I, I, I slept here, dude. This is my, um, like, pyjama T-shirt. And I was like, mate, you've got to fucking get a life. <laughs> well, I have a knife now because um, the government shut it down. 
Uh, yeah, so, good. so I didn't get to watch too much of the game on Thursday night by the fact I watched the replay, but but uh, but by the fact that uh, the show was recording when um, uh, the game started. But during the week on the Monday, and by the way, mm. folks, I haven't pumped this up, but go and get on iView and just check out the last couple of weeks of Tonightly. Uh, check out the 2068 show. Check out the conservative show. We'll be mock a Muslim. It's a lot of fun. Now, the uh, on that episode, uh, we had Richard Di Natale. So Richard Di Natale was on the show last year, the grand final show last year. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the studio, right? So I told Tom Ballard, the host, a couple of times about anecdotes about when Richard Di Natale was on the show and how we, we dropped about seven C-bombs. And, <laughs> and, seven? And, and ran, seven? Mate, it was about seven in his intro. <laughs> and we, we regularly talked about his sex life. Uh, to a sitting member of federal senate, and yeah. so Tom's sitting there, about to do the introduction to Richard. He's going, "Oh, by the way, Michael Chamberlain's here." So he can't see me. He's in Melbourne, doing yeah. it down the link, and he's going, "Oh, Michael, uh, oh, you're a Hawthorne fan, aren't you? We're uh, we're bitter rivals this week, aren't we?" I was blown away that a year what? later he actually remembered me. What a lovely man! That he was, was a fantastic I, guest. I, I was genuinely blown away. I was like, what? "No way! No, someone someone has told him that that you know." I've did the pod with him, but he's like, but no, off the back of it, he was like, and to know that I barrack for Hawthorne too, I was like, dude, I want you to be prime minister. All right. Well, let's just first, uh, first things first, anyone who's ever met you fucking knows you barrack for Hawthorne, right? That's <laughs> all you fucking talk about. You barrack for Hawthorne, you listen to Guns N' Roses. That's what, people, <laughs> that's what people know about you, okay? So that's not a big thing for Richard to remember that. <laughs> But uh, two, he probably also remembers how you came in off the longest run possible for his intro. Yeah, sure. And let over 200 people down with said <laughs> intro. If you want to go back in the archives, the grand final show last year, what did I do? I think I talked about him hopping on a team. Uh, everyone laughed at him and they'd mock you to his face. Uh, yeah. What's it like being leader of the Greens? You know, it was a yeah. good joke. It was oh, a good it was a, joke. It was, it was a mislead for about a minute where everyone was like, <laughs> fucking hell, when's he getting to this? <laughs> You well, come off the be, Sean Tate run-up. You never know. He could be a back-to-back, this, uh, back-to-back flag winner and back-to-back guest I know. this year. I know. There's every chance that it will be a Richmond guest uh, popping into the into the show on that Sunday afternoon. But who knows? You know, anything can happen. You know, it's it's th- what is it? Dream of the never. What's the fucking? What's the um? The never can happen. Don't you never touch this? Can't never touch this. What's that fucking slogan for the finals this year? Oh, I actually don't know the slogan for the finals this year. It's yeah. something like. You can't have the never up yours. We have the never, never. Fuck, don't dream of never. Don't dream of never. That maybe sounds familiar. Does it mention an au pair at some stage? In the it does, <laughs> yeah. And it also mentions an Argentinian polo player. <laughs> Can we talk Which... about that briefly before we get into your fucking life? Yeah, don't yeah. believe in never is the, uh, is the slogan. What do you think of that slogan? I actually, well, I've, I'm seeing it for the first time. I actually haven't seen any of the ads for, uh, for the AFL finals. I've gone on the website now. I'll have watching them after the pod. So there's that Don't believe around. in never. I oh, actually maybe don't believe in never with that yeah, is that maybe a Richmond thing? So Richmond have a doco from March. Maybe but that they was wouldn't don't base the whole thing on Richmond. Would at they? the season launch it was Don't Believe in Never. So maybe that was Richmond's slogan that got about. No, anyway. It can't I don't know. Be. They can't put a whole fucking AFL slogan around the tide. Can we Fuck talk about that. Gil for a bit? That was fucking fantastic. Mate, the guy just happens to know people in higher places than you or I will ever visit. Uh, I, I was joking about this all week, right? Like, okay, right, okay. If you are, if you want to get like what a twenty-three-year-old French yoga instructor into your home, like that. Whenever I hear the word "au pair," in my head, I just think that's a dude who just wants a divorce. Like, have you, have you ever gone? Has anyone ever gone? Oh yeah, and then we got an au pair, and everything was fine. <laughs> well. 
The only time I know au pair is when I type it into RedTube. Mm-hmm. And it's like uh, just, you know, a girl who's just coming in and she is trying to get her credentials across. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then they get their credentials out <laughs> and they rub their credentials together for like half an hour. Uh, I find it really funny too. Yeah, like half of, half of Australia is going, this is hilarious that fucking Gil is giving evidence. And then another half of Australia is going, gee, that guy's tall. When do you go from an au- from a nanny to au pair? When does that, is that just... Um, well, it's when you live if in. If you barrack from uh, Melbourne or, or Hawthorne? I think the idea, well, basically, yeah. I think the idea is if you live in, you're an au pair. And if you're a nanny, you're just kind of hanging out. Which means that the nanny should have probably been, the TV show probably should have been called The Au Pair. But it didn't, wouldn't have quite the ring. Uh, what rhymes with au pair? It's not fair. Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Dream of the Never, you know, those kind of things. It's an easy thing to work out. But also the other thing, so Gil was trying to help an au pair get into the country Yes, yes. for a friend? Yeah, for his uh, cousin, I think. Cousin or second cousin. And so yeah, okay. he gave Peter Dutton a call because, well, gave, I think it was very complicated. I think he gave Craig McLaughlin a call, not the actor. Craig McLaughlin, who was Peter Dutton's chief of staff, if I'm remembering correctly, and said, can the big man, can old Spud, put, Spud Dutton, can mm. he help out by the fact that Gil knew him when he was the Minister of Sport? Is that right? And oh, so is that why he got the same phone call through for an Argentinian polo player? And then he said there was an Argentinian polo player who wanted to come here to do some work. And so he wanted to check the status of the visa, if I'm remembering correctly. So that was, it wasn't like there was anything wrong going on. It was yeah, more yeah. just like he just wanted to check like wh- what's going on, and so then Spud Dutton, um, he said, "Ah, oh, sorry, I can't get back to you because I'm um, currently locking children in cages." Do we, do you think that we haven't tapped into the uh, lives or the the the, the um, IP, the intellectual property of the Argentinian polo player? Have we not, you know, like at a footballing sense, do we okay, get him out yeah, here and sure. go? What would you do here? Would you flood back with your horses? Yeah, gotcha. Would you sw- swing your mallet there? Like, how? Can, what can we transfer skills that you use that go onto the field? Would you tell your horse to take a shit in the back line? Yeah, sure, Therefore, sure. keeping players out of it. Like, yeah. I just think it's an untapped resource. Good point. And also, that's a very interesting question too. Like, um, <laughs> if you're in a polo match, like... Does the you know the horse in their first victory? Do they get in the Gatorade Bukaki? Like what? Uh, what absolutely. Happens? Yeah, yeah. And what if it's what if it's the rider's second ride, but uh, horse's first? Is that is that a first for the combo? Is that a first for the horse? It's very complicated, Polo. Very complicated game. Yeah, I mean that's where that's where I get lost. I just can't understand the post game celebrations. <laughs> Maybe that's so what they should do for pre game grand final entertainment. Get that um get a polo game going on in the MCG. My understanding is that polo is the largest field for a ball sport. Uh, I would have to agree. I think with that's that. like a trivial pursuit question. Now, I think people might argue golf or something like that, but I feel like kind of like on a field, I think like polo is the largest one. Well, you do notice because uh, I went to the polo in January. And, you absolute uh, they... fucking wanker. You know what? I'm going to send my au pair up to there. <laughs> and she's going to kick the living fuck out of you. There's, lots, dare to, you. there's lots to unpack here. How did you go to the polo? What 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 took you to the polo? Uh, Brian so Lake? Polo, no, it wasn't Brian Lake, although he did get arrested after the polo a few yep. years ago. It was a uh, friend of the show, Anthony Limo Lehman, and he was down there um, helping it's out a, the commentary. It's Sorrento, right? 
Porti. Porti. Yeah, gotcha. Sorrento, you fucking idiot. Yeah, gotcha. So Porti's like a lighted up place where people have their beach house and they head down there. What about an hour and a half out of Melbourne, maybe, beachside? Well, that's if you're driving. Oh, fuck, what What do you do? Helicopter? Yeah, mate. You motherfucker. You fucking... We got the chopper down. You fucking What are you saying? What are you scumbag. I scumbag, how dare you? you I fly above I fly above scumbags like you, you fucking idiot. Did you fucking idiot? get a helicopter? Where do you get a helicopter from? To the polo. Oh my god, I hate you. I fucking <laughs> I fucking wish you were back in hospital. <laughs> so anyway, we get the chopper down there. Dude, where do you take a chopper from? How do you get it well like Uber chopper? Like how do you get a chopper? No, it was part of because Limo was doing the commentary, so I was his date because his wife didn't want to go. Yeah, and so uh, they were flying us down there because he was part of the sort of the in-house function, gotcha. if you get, if you will. So he yep. was part of it, and I was his guest, and so we went down in a chopper, and you get it down near the old casino at South Bank, mm-hmm. and it's a lovely twenty-five minute flight down to uh, yeah, gotcha, down to Ports, and you, la- I mean. It's not all. You don't just land straight on the polo field. You land on a field next to it, and you've got to get a complimentary Jeep driven to <laughs> the actual course. So you don't land straight there. There's a little bit of driving involved. It's do a bit you, annoying, to be do honest. You, do you catch a chopper from the chopper to the Jeep? <laughs> well, I wouldn't have minded that. But fucking, yeah, I, I put in a request for next year that that is what happens. That's funny. That's funny. So, Leems uh, had to call for the day, and so I just wandered around from, uh, it's sort of like the birdcage at the Melbourne Cup, yeah. so you're in you're in marquees and tents and sponsored, there was Stellar Artois. There Were you wearing like cool shorts Elfra and stuff like that? Like a... It was a cool day, so I had slacks on, no mm-hmm. socks, I'm not a fuckwit. Yeah, no, with no, shoes. no socks at all at the polo. No, and a white shirt. And I uh, I got to hang out in um, the jagged tent, which is Juddy, uh, the Judd's tent. I was going to say, the Judd's would have been there. I'm going to reckon Gibbo was there. I didn't see Gibbo. Okay, Polo sounds like his bag. Yeah, that is a very good point. I didn't see. I can't remember. It was so long ago. It was so many, so many beers ago, and so many, <laughs> so much, so much good champagne ago, Michael. <laughs> that uh, Craig Hutchison was down there. Oh yeah, cool, great, awesome. Yep, I uh, like some of the big names. I've yeah, war- I warmed to Hutchie. Hey, can I do a quick shout out to podcast man? Um, season uh, that was ninety three. Everyone, mm. get on board. Get on board. He is so good. I'm hearing um, good things about it. Dude, I listened to the Ron Connolly one today. He went through his top 10 games. Um, it's fucking, it, it's like true, you know, people get obsessed with true crime things. Yeah. I'm, I'm season 93, 100%. It's so fucking good. So everyone get okay. on board. And so what's I, it there called so exactly? Great, there are so many great other pods out there, football pods out there. Um, yeah. I, you know, I would give a shout out to them all. Um, but yeah, jump on season 93, get on. It's fantastic. What's it called? The se- the greatest season it was? Is that what it's called? I think you might be right. Yeah, I'd have to look it up. But um, yeah. So, but, so yeah. search for something like that. And also, if you're going to be searching, Michael, where can they find tickets for our live show? Trybooking.com. Just type in junk time or two guys one cup or podcast or AFL uh, yep. live show uh, day after the grand final. It's going to be so great to watch uh, me just uh, the greatest season that was '93. Uh, but also, it's going to be so great that um, when I walk in holding the cup. Mm-hmm. And to have two hundred odd people just fucking boo me out of the building, it'll be. And then you you will hand it over to me and my fellow Giants fans. Yeah, <laughs> we'll both we'll both be celebrating really hard. And of course, uh, on the day our merchandise will be available, the uh, Junk Time stubby holders. But if you want to get hold of those, junktime.bigcartel.com and uh, grab yourself one of those. I got them all out as soon as I got out of hospital. It was one of the oh, first. Good egg. Things that I did, I sent all those out to the people who'd uh, been waiting, waiting patiently. I emailed them. I said, just hold your horses, fuckers. Don't yeah, blame sure. the postie. But when it gets there, 
if I can snap him anyway. Yeah, for sure. And also, if you want to check out our view, the, the final episode of uh, tonight, we did a, about a good post on um, Australia Post as well about how they uh, underpaid contractors. Anyway, moving on. Now, um, okay, so we'll unpack your 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 life, shall we? So, can you give people a idea of why you're in hospital? Okay, so and please feel but, free. By any, the way, any... your 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 new nose looks fantastic. I got to say, <laughs> thank you, mate. Thank you. I, who, no one ever gets it enlarged. But I got <laughs> <laughs> I got a fucking honker, so it's it's really uh, I can see it from every angle. So that's great. So. And please feel free to hit me with questions without notice. I'm open to anything you need to know. For sure. Big episode. Questions without notice. Yeah. So we go back two weeks ago now. Uh, on a Wednesday morning, I went to the gym, okay? So this is where it all started from. In this particular gym session, I did 110 burpees, right? Now, can you take people through a burpee? So a burpee is you go from standing, you drop down, you do a push-up, um, you get back up, and you sort of jump, spring into the air. So... It's a lot of work. Gotcha, gotcha. I did 110 of those. And usually, like, if you do 10, you're pretty cooked. And people always say it's the last 80 that'll get you. And they got me, right? <laughs> so so this is on a Wednesday. I felt really sore towards the end of the day. And I was like, all right, I've done myself an injury. Yep. You know, I don't know what I've done, but it's, it's pretty sore in my lower back. So the next day, I went to the osteo and they said, we think you've sprained your back. I was like, yeah, makes sense. 110 burpees. It's going to put a lot of load in your lower back. No worries. Mm -hmm. They're like, get on the Panadol, get on the anti-inflams. Don't mix that with Nurofen. So I ignored all that, took them all at once. My stomach was a bit weird. So that's the Thursday. The Friday I wake up, I'm in fucking pain again. I'm like, all right, this hasn't gotten better. I go back to the osteo. They work on me again. And they're like, all right, we just got to be careful. It seems like you've really done a number on your back. I was so like, yeah, lower no back, like middle of the back? Uh, so lower, so look like at the bottom where your rib cage yep. sort of finishes. Yep. And just to the right-hand side was where I could feel the pain. Now, on the Friday, I had a gig as well. Mm -hmm. And so I was um, I was in a lot of, lot of pain. So I was taking heaps of painkillers, managed to get through the gig. Because, you know, when you're on stage, you're full of adrenaline. I mean, once you cross, once you cross that microphone cord, Michael... You're 110%. But that's the thing, though. People, I've had friends talk about being Dr. Showbiz and that you can be as crook as you can possibly be, but then you get on yeah. stage and you're perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's kind of how it was. And yeah. I, was sore, I was sore either side of it. I was sore when I was off stage. I was okay when I was on stage. So then we get to the Saturday, and I'm fucking really, really sore by this stage. And also, by now, I'm starting to like get, uh, I'm getting uh, fevers and really cold. So I'm hot. I'm freezing in the shower. I'm cold when I'm out of it. I'm like, oh, so I'm starting to get sick. We're Friday now? This is Saturday. Saturday, The gig cool. was on the Friday. Yep, gotcha. So I'm starting to think, I'm getting, a, I'm getting a flu as well. Like, I'm having a really fucking bad run here. Sorry, backtrack a little bit. What did you get paid yeah. for the gig? Uh... <laughs> It was in cash, so I don't want the ATO to know about okay. it. Uh, I invoiced for thirty-five dollars <laughs> plus GST. Yeah, Adam knows a lot of cash. He's uh, ATO. So just <laughs> <let> him... <laughs> yeah. hey, my au pair gets paid in cash as well, so everyone's running that. So the Saturday night, I've got another gig. Now yep. this one, Doctor Showbiz didn't work. I was on stage. I was in fucking agony. Really, I pr probably shouldn't have done my uh, fucking ninja spinning heel kick routine. Yeah, you got really. Put me in a lot of pain, and I was like, in and out of the car was a struggle. Everything was really hurting. I was mm -hmm. like, I'm fucked. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what's going on here. It keeps getting worse. Sure. So now, now we get to Sunday. I wake up Sunday morning, not a problem. I'm like, mate. Oh, fucking, dude, you're better. It's gone. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I'm back from the dead. 100%. Yeah. Feeling fine. 
So I'm a little bit sore in the back, but I'm okay. I go to the supermarket about three in the afternoon. And as I'm walking there, I'm like, oh, this is, this is starting to hurt. The pain's oh, really? kicking in now. Yep. I walk back with like a loaf of bread in a bag and even that is hurting to carry. And I'm like, oh, Dude. boy. Yeah. This is fucking hurting. So I'm fucked. And I'm like, nothing's taking the edge off anymore. I'm in real trouble. Guess about eight o'clock at night. I've tried to sleep. I can't. I'm shaking. I'm in that much pain. I'm just groaning on the couch. Dude. And I don't, I don't want to be a burden on the system, right? So I keep thinking it's a gym injury. I'm not calling an ambulance. Yeah, right? sure, I'm not, I'm not sure. being that dude who they're like, yeah, yeah. oh, he fucking hurt his back at yeah, the gym and he went down. And you ambulance. called me about probably at 5 p.m. that day and said, I'm in pain. And, and yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, you know, let's not pod that night. Uh, yeah. We can do it in the morning. That'd be fine. Or the, the night after. Um, so uh, what I'm trying to say is like, I'm, I'm a really good bloke in this story as well. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that, that will come through as, as we get through this story. That will come through. So it gets about eight, eight thirty nine o'clock, and I'm thinking, I think I need to go to hospital, but I'm not calling an ambulance. So yeah, sure. I, I ring the St. Vincent's uh, emergency department. So that's the closest um, hospital to me. That's in Fitzroy. Mm-hmm. I'm in Fitzroy North. And I just say to the dude, I'm like, hey, mate, I've hurt my back. I've been taking medication. It's not really working anymore. Is it cool if I come in? And the guy's like, uh, yeah, it's emergency department, mate. You can come in. And I was yeah. like, all right. I go, what's the wait? He's like, oh, it's about two or four hour wait. And I was like, I'm in too much pain for that. I can't sit there for two to four hours. Like, yeah. I'm in fucking agony. I'm shaking. Yep. I just can't do it. Of course, had they seen me, they would have gone, well, he's not waiting two to four hours. Yeah, the guy's okay. in agony and there's yeah, something gotcha, wrong with him. Gotcha. Yeah. So I ring the John Faulkner Hospital, which is a, uh, a private hospital in Coburg in, yeah. in Melbourne. And they say, there's only one guy in here, so why don't you just come in? I'm like, yeah, sweet. So I jump in the car. I drive myself there. It was a fucking... If I'd have got pulled over by the cops, I don't know what would have happened. Like They would have been like, you are in no position to drive a car. So a bit of a, like a Tiger Woods kind of site, like in terms of painkillers and stuff, or...? Oh, no, they're all kind of legal painkillers, so yeah. it, wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been off my chops yet, which yeah, is a real sure. shame. It's a real shame. So I get there. I walk into the um, emergency ward. I fill out some of the forms that I need to fill out, and then they're like, man, your temperature is soaring. You're in a lot of pain. Come through here. So they start me pretty much on uh, painkillers. Um, they start taking blood tests, yeah. and that's when – so this is all a bit of a blur because I'm in pain. I've got a lot of painkillers going through me. They've given me Valium as well. And then they give me a scan, and that's when after that. And also, they take my private health insurance card. They're like, we just want to see what cover you've got. Yep. I'm like, yeah, no worries. So after about an hour, they come back, and they're like, you're going to have to leave. Oh, dude. And like, not in a bad way with this. They said, your cover uh, isn't enough for a private hospital. And I was like, really? I said, I can, mate. I said to them, I said, I'm doing very well. <laughs> like, if anyone can afford to stay at a private hospital, it's me, mate. I've, uh, I've, you know, I'm doing all right. I've got a live show coming up next week. There's a lot of cash coming in from that. Just when you said that, I just realised I hadn't paid my health care, so I better go and pay that after the, sh- well, after the pod. Yeah, don't, don't do it now. No, uh, no, you, no, no. You're not going to have a heart attack during the show. Yeah. So anyway, th- that made me think that I'm on the move. But um, by this stage, so it gets to the morning. So this is Monday morning, and they're like, you're in – you." There's something wrong with you. You're in big trouble. And I think by this stage, they knew that I had golden staph infection. Dude. So golden staph is usually a um, disease that is picked up in hospitals. It gets into open wounds. Everyone has golden staph on their skin. Mm -hmm. And if it affects your skin, you'll get like an abscess or a boil or something like that. But if it gets into an open wound, which often it does in hospital, that's when you're in trouble. It becomes a blood disease. So... 
They take me to the Royal Melbourne. So are you aware uh, that you have that at this stage? Or are they, I, or they, I are, think, are they keeping that on the hush from you? Or I think they might have kept it on the hush from me at this stage, but they've obviously told the Royal Melbourne because I'm on my way there that that's what I've got. I don't remember... I can't remember. I was very, very hazy over this. Next week is very hazy because okay. I was so loaded up on drugs. Yep. So I get into the triage at Royal Melbourne, and then there you could tell they were starting to like panic. So obviously they knew that I had golden staff, and yep. they're asking me questions because usually it's intravenous drug users that get it. Okay. Yep. And they're like, uh, "Do you use needles? Do you take drugs using needles?" I'm like, "No, I, I don't." And they're yep. like. Uh, what about cocaine? I'm like, I'm not a fucking loser. Yeah, yeah, I don't I play mean, for Collingwood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course I fucking do. Um, <laughs> and then they're like, tattoos, piercings, all this sort of shit. I'm like, no, no, nothing. I don't yeah, do really? any of that shit. Like, yeah, I haven't no. got any of that. And so then they're like, okay, well, this is really weird. You're running a temperature. Dude, You've got wait, staff. fucking second. you got fucking nipple piercings, you fucking loser. Yeah, but they're like 15 years old, so oh, I don't care. Oh, God. Yes, Adam Rosenbach has nipple piercings, people. All right, this is getting very, uh, very picture, intimate show. Picture that. Actually, if you want, uh, request them. I'll send them. <laughs> We've got merch at the live show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll get them out. I'll get them out for everybody. <laughs> so they take me down to my ward, and then basically uh, I'm getting dosed up on morphine at this stage, endone. I'm in like maximum pain. I'm 10 out of 10. Yep. They know there's an issue somewhere in my back. They don't know what that is yet, but uh, I reckon they've got an idea mm-hmm. of what it is. So they take me for an MRI. Now, have you ever been in an MRI machine? Ah, uh, yep. The big tube that spins around? Yeah. yeah. So you're in the big tube. It takes like 45 minutes. If you've never been in one, it's exceptionally claustrophobic. They have to sedate a lot of people when they go in there. Yeah, gotcha. No, you, the big thing is about don't move. That's like, the thing. Like and it, so when you're in agony, it's like fucking hard. Yeah. You just got to – I took all my concentration. I'm drenched in sweat. I think this might be the Tuesday by this stage. I don't okay. reckon this is on the Monday. So they look at that. And what they can see is, um, so, golden staff infects joints or bone injuries. It goes after a place of trauma, right? Now, they have told me that I have an infected vertebra. Okay, yep. And from that infected vertebra, an abscess has been created, and that abscess is created in my epidural space, which is pushing on my spinal cord. Right now, I've always said on this podcast to everyone, look after your epidural space. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one thing I've always said to everybody. Watch your epidural space. It's very, it's, it's, it's just a, a big part of my life. It's a big part of everyone's life. I mean, that's a big, that's a big thing about the AFL when they banned third man up because people were punching it into the epidural space. Yeah, and it was causing a lot of injuries. <laughs> so, the um. The size of the abscess is about the size of my little finger from the second knuckle up. If you want to have a look at your own little finger, yep. second knuckle up, that's about how big the abscess was. It was pushing on my spinal cord. Like if I was if I was standing and I tried to look at my feet, I couldn't. Oh, dude. That's, that's how much pain it was causing shooting through my back. So the issue with that is, and this is where they were really worried, and this is where they all started going into a panic after this MRI. Yeah. If that got any worse, I wouldn't be able to walk. Mm-hmm. So they were worried about me losing my legs, basically, because any nerve damage to your spinal cord starts to become irreparable. There's nothing they can do about it. You know, I couldn't have a large spinal cord inserted, anything like that. Like, I was starting to get into a troublesome patch. So they're all standing around looking at each other at pretty panicked looks, and I'm just, and then they're debating over whether or not to operate. So they want to get the abscess away from the spinal cord. Mm-hmm. 
but operating has its own set of complications, so they decide that they'll throw antibiotics at it instead. Right? Yep, sure. I think the general vibe is like you don't want people to go in your back. No, that, that's what I've thought um, yeah. all my life is I don't want a spinal operation. And yeah. so I was happy to kind of go that. Although I was, I was more than happy for him to go and to stop the pain. Like I was, I was for four days. I was at like a level of ten. If I wasn't maxed out with morphine or endone or whatever it was that yep. they were pumping into me, when the pain hit, I was screaming. Like, dude, it was the worst thing I've ever ever felt in my life by a long shot. Now, do we know why you got it or how you got it? No. They can't yeah. work that out. So that, that's yeah. that's the one thing. It was just one of those freak things that I got it. Um, so basically, I got... So in in the ward that I was into, when I first got moved into it, um, it was kind of... It's pretty wild in a, in a hospital. Because I've never been. The only time I went in hospital was for a shoulder reconstruction. Yep. I've never really spent any time in hospital. It's um, yeah, yeah. it's fucking horrifying. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. It's uh, terrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually haven't. I actually haven't done it. Yeah, like I've never spent a night in hospital in my life, mate. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, you look around. You go like when you go visit people and stuff like that. I mean, you got lucky like when you're at Royal Melbourne. You had your own room. Well, see, before I got to that room, I was downstairs in like the basement. It was like mm-hmm. it was like something out of a fucking movie. So I had the curtains around it, but you could hear everyone else. Everyone could hear me, and I felt bad for that. And so you were genuinely like moaning and the like? Oh, mate. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, wow. It, it was uncontrollable pain. Dude. Like, I was grabbing onto shit and just hanging on for dear life until the morphine kicked in. And oh, they were, my God. And it wasn't like people saying, oh, did the, you know how when you're um, after surgery, they give you a morphine drip and you click it for when you feel pain? Yeah, this... but when you, bro- you broke your arm and they, did the, they give you the stick. Did they give you the stick, the morphine stick? I didn't get a stick. I didn't Smoke get a on stick. the pipe, yeah. Yeah. So this was just morphine injections straight into my stomach. What I liked about you, though, when they were wheeling you from the MRI into your mm. room, mm. you gave a little thumbs up <laughs> just, to show, just to show you're okay. <laughs> just to let everyone know I was fine. They did actually take me up in a wheelchair. So the other thing, the guy next to me, Len, right? So he's he's 80 years old. He's fucking deaf as, right? He can't yeah. hear shit. Okay. Sorry, sorry. He's 90. He was 89 going on 90. Yeah. So they've got to yell everything that's happening to him. So, like, the, the woman comes around to ask him what he wants for dinner. <laughs> Len, Len, the four horsemen are coming for you. <laughs> but it was, like, unbelievable the whole time. They were like, so for breakfast, do you oh, want God. toast or do you want rye bread or white bread or wholemeal? And you're just sitting there, like, I'm in agony, just going, I don't need to hear the whole fucking thing. <laughs> but then... But did he pick his brains about, like, back in the day when Carlton was good? <laughs> Len, Len, tell me, what was it like when we would win a lot? So even I even I remember those times. That's how bad I am. But then, uh, because Len had a back injury as well, yeah. they had to give Lenny a prostate check, right? Awesome, awesome. Here we go. Now, I knew all about that because I had to yell it to him. They're like, <laughs> Len, we're going to have to give you a prostate check, okay? Fuck, so, man. They're running Len through all this shit. And now this is what I love. So there's a lot of volunteers that work in hospitals, some very dedicated people. that Salt uh, of the earth. Salt yeah, of the earth. they're doing stuff. They're your boot studders of your hospitals, okay? Yeah, yeah. they're like the old guy at the Swans. Yeah, the, the people who bring around the meals and, you know, do all that sort of shit that other people just wouldn't do. So Lenny starts getting his prostate checked, right? Awesome. And the lady uh, comes around with the food trolley, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Food's got to be served. People got to eat in there, Michael. Mm-hmm. So she takes the tray off and just walks straight through the curtains to give Len his meal, 
right? So the doctor who's in there has just gone, get out, get out, we're doing a procedure in here, you've got to get out. And so the, the, the lady comes flying back out with the tray of food, but instead of putting it back on the trolley, she's so panicked. And she's like, well, I can't take back a tray of food because then it, it doesn't match up. There's supposed to be 25 meals. I've come back with one. I haven't delivered 25. So she goes back in and puts the tray down. And then the doctor's screaming at her. Well, what I love about this is Len had the same layout of a room with me. So he would have been tucked up in a ball with a finger up his ass. He hasn't heard a thing because he's fucking deaf. (laughs) And all he's seen is a tray of food just come down in front of him. And he's just gone, man, these people are committed to delivering my meals. (laughs) I find that interesting though. Like that, I mean, that's certainly not, it's not like a, a full-on thing that the lady's seen. Like, I figure, like, if I'm getting a prostate check and someone brought in food, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Look, you know, what's going on here?" You I know. know, I know. We've it, all seen things. It was odd. It was just she just panicked and just thought, "I've got to yeah, deliver sure. the food." Yeah, she felt the pressure. She wouldn't. She wouldn't stand up in finals. Nah, she crumbled. She went to bits, <laughs> and uh, I gave her a bake. I uh, <laughs> fuck, fuck. I gave a nurse an absolute fucking spray. Oh, oh no way, dude. Yeah, and dude, no. And you, did you feel? Tell me, you felt horrible afterwards? Oh, I was very apologetic. So what happened was they yeah, let gotcha. my let my meds lapse for fifty minutes. If my meds didn't overlap, I was mm-hmm. fucked. I was in agony, and okay. I didn't like it. It. it I went 50 minutes without anything, and I just fucking lost it when she came back in. Like a proper, like Rodney E got personal. No way. Found out her history. Yeah, I fucking, I went her dad. I went everything. Fucking let her know about it. No way. Mate, yeah, it was like, looking back, I'm just like, God. So what kind of things were you saying? Oh, no, I just, I just said, you said to me at 20 to 8, you were going to bring me medication. It's now uh, 8.30. It's been 50 fucking minutes. I've waited. And she's like, oh, we had to do, uh, you know, the, the, the rounds at 8 o'clock. And I said, it was 20 to 8 when you told me you were coming and you didn't come back. It's 50 fucking minutes. This isn't good enough. Dude. Yeah. I, That's uh, fucking unbelievable. Yeah. I, I Dude, you've it. been through an adventure. Been through I, an adventure. I've been through. So the other thing is, this particular bug uh, attacks the heart valves. So they're yeah. really worried about my heart. So they fun said fact. to me, <laughs> yeah, absolutely fun fact. So they go, we're going to do a scan of your heart from the front, which they mm-hmm. do with an ultrasound on your yeah. chest. And I'm like, yeah, no dramas. Then they go, we're going to do an ultrasound of your, the back of your heart. I'm like, mm. mate, go for it. Let me roll over. And they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. We're going through your mouth. Camera Dude, down, camera no. down your throat, right? So. No. So they take me up for that. That's oh another God. another procedure, mate. I'm having a horror a couple of days here. This is all Dude, within like nightmare. three days. I mean, of I mean, I mean, I mean, looking at you, you look fight and fit. Like you look actually yeah. really healthy. Yeah. And uh, and we'll get onto your kind of the stuff in your arm in a minute. But yeah. um, but you do look fight and fit. But I was having a mare. Oh yeah, no, you know, <laughs> you, were, <laughs> you were having a shocker. I was having a shocker. So they take me up for that, right? So they put a spray in your throat so it numbs it all, so you can't feel the thing going in. And then sure. they say to you. Because it's such a traumatic thing that happens, what we do is we sedate you uh, quite heavily. So you're sort of with it, but you're not really, and yeah. you, you won't remember it. I'm like, okay. So they give me a couple of doses of this sedative. They put me on my side. They start to bring the camera into my throat, right? And I yeah, can, sure. I'm fucking... Now, I, now I've had a, a gastros, gastroscopy, uh, the gas, gastroscopy gastros- yeah, before, yep. mm-hmm. and they put me under for that. So why couldn't they put you under for this? Oh, Did you a, ask that? That's a very good question. Yeah. So they give me a couple of hits of this sedative, right? They go to start to do the procedure. I feel it going down. I grab the guy's wrist. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm awake. What, what are you doing? Don't do this. And they go, oh, we better give him some more. 
So they give me more. Guy goes again. And when they put the thing down your throat, you have to allow it. Like your throat won't open up. They can't force it. Yep, so they're sure. trying to force it. I'm fucking awake. I grab uh, his arm again. No, 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 no. Stop like, talking. I'm Stop like, talking. Fuck off, mate. And so they go, well, oh, we better give him more. I remember the whole fucking You can hear thing. that. Fucking, you hear them going, he's fucking still awake, dude. We're going to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> I remember every bit of it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Continue so, the adventure. Yeah. So then they uh, they take me down, uh, take me up to the ward that you came and visited me in. So I was in my own private room by that stage. So I yeah. am I am morphine to the eyeballs. I've got Panadol drips. At one stage, I was on two days of full ketamine. Yeah, sure. So I was on a ketamine drip, which was just going straight into my uh, into my. But it was weird because it was ketamine that you actually sold to the hospital. <laughs> it was in powder form, <laughs> and I was regretting having cut it so heavily. <laughs> it had a little AR on it. <laughs> <laughs> it um, the weird thing was when they so I had two days of ketamine, and when we finished that, the nurse uh, took me off because it was like in a big. Um, uh, what's it called? Syringe that was mm-hmm. on a timer that would slowly push in gotcha. and release it into my system. And so I didn't finish the whole batch and she took it out of the thing and just squirted it straight into the sink. And I said to her, because she was a young nurse, I said, do you know what that be, that would be worth at Fool's Festival? <laughs> and she said, that's why there's two of us. So one of us has to witness the other one getting rid of it because people do start to no steal. No way. Yeah, Isn't that yeah. incredible? Yeah, I imagine there are probably some weirdos out there who would go and lick the sink. Yeah, totally. Oh, mate, I was, I was knee-deep in this sink. That's fascinating. By that stage. So, um, so what, day, what day are we up to now? Uh, so this is all kind of mixing in. Yeah, um, you're a bit blurry, yeah. Yeah, so this is over a course of four or five days. Uh, so by the time you got to me on Saturday, I was still on the ketamine, but I was starting to see visitors. I was starting to feel a lot better. I was still in pain. I wasn't free from pain until like the Monday. Okay. So that was like after the ninth day in hospital. Yep. Um, and that's when things started to settle down a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I was starting to see guests like, uh, guests, people visiting Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And of course your good self came along on your birthday, massive effort. (laughs) That is, that is getting around a a, a teammate. And, and for that, mate, I, I truly appreciate it. I've never said anything nice about you on the pod. I'm not going to start, but it was a big thing that you did. So thank you, mate. I do appreciate it. And so you came and you out even, on the... you even bought me a present. Yeah, I brought you a little Hawthorne bear. Yeah. And what happened to the Hawthorne bear? <laughs> got thrown on the ground immediately. Because <laughs> I went down to the uh, shop there. I got some chocolate and some Hawthorne bear. And uh, yeah. I think I got like a larger bear. And the guy was like, oh, that's about 35 bucks. And, um, and he's like, the small one's about 15. And I was like, well, I mean, I like Rosie a lot. But also, <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know this is like... <laughs> This is like a gift that's like yeah. not going to be taken home with him. <laughs> so I know how this ends. I'll get the fifteen buck one because uh, yeah, this one's this one's going in a blender. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So basically, by this stage, the doctors were coming around and saying uh, we have it under control. We've narrowed what it does because they take bloods every day. And here's sure. the interesting thing they do is they take the bloods and they try and regrow the culture or the bug that you've got in your system. And the longer it takes to regrow, it means the less strength it's got. Wow. So another little hospital tidbit from Adam Rosenmarks today. So do you still still have an abscess in your back? Yes, I still have an abscess. So I am on antibiotics for the next five weeks. Now, I showed you before we were on air. I have yeah. a thing in my arm, which is like an IV straight into my heart, basically. So I'm on a direct IV of antibiotics for the next five weeks. But you're not connected to a bag or anything there. Like, what have you? What are you connected to? Yeah, so I'm connected to... So let oh, me you just... literally are. 
I will show it to you now so the audience can't see it. So I have a little... Mate, I'm carrying... Get around in a little uh, bum bag, as you can oh, see. Oh, dude. So you have a little bag there, yeah, and that's a going into your arm. Yeah, and so that's holding this little bottle here. Oh, my God. So I've got a bottle of antibiotics, which gets changed every day. So I have a, like a thing called a hospital at home, and I have uh-huh. a nurse. A nurse comes around to, the, to my house every day. Oh, really? And they, they change that over, yeah. You got your very own. You actually do have an au pair who comes into your home and looks after you. I do, I do. She's not happy with the uh, the cleaning and stuff that I've sent her, but uh, yeah, I'm like, sure. hey, did, did hey the government's paying for this did, shit. Did, did the girl make a call? He said, "Look, <laughs> yeah, absolutely." The Chunk Time AFL podcast are, are close associated with the <laughs> AFL. Yeah, exactly. So, You're a um, key member of our media family. Yeah, I made her hang around. Like she uh, came at about nine a.m. yesterday, and I made her hang around to watch both games of footy because I was like, <laughs> "Well, I've got, I've got no one else here. I need." I need some companionship. And is the idea of kind of like lay low, like don't, you know, go out, don't get yeah. into too many scenarios that might get in trouble? That's the idea. So I got out on Tuesday and I did a gig on Thursday. And oh. I shouldn't have done that gig on Thursday, Michael. How do you go on a gig when you've got a bag of uh, IV hanging out your um, arm? You don't go well. So beforehand, it got to about six thirty, seven o'clock, and I was like, oh, I don't feel very well. But it was it was far too close to the gig to pull out. Yep, sure. Don't bail. Yep. So I went there, and I'm standing backstage, and I was feeling like shit. Yeah, like gotcha. Real light, lightheaded, and just wanted to be laying down and not basically not being on stage. And I went out there and just did all old material, and I don't know whether people could see the fucking IV in my pocket, and it was yeah, just sure. like a fucking shit gig. <laughs> Because people like get freaked out, like if uh, I mean comedians, like if they've come out, like if they've hurt their ankle or something. Like if you come out on crutches, like yeah. audiences seize up. Like audiences seize up if, if there's like even anyone kind of a bit different in the crowd, you know. Yes. So yeah, so they having someone walk out with a bunch of stuff connected to their arm. So they probably I couldn't imagine. see it unless they were looking for it. I had it pretty well hidden, but gotcha. still, I I would have looked terrible. I would have looked. Mate, pale as it was really hot and sweaty up there, and I don't think it was that hot and sweaty in the room. Okay, and uh, yeah, I would have looked woozy. I would have looked like I was high. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, well, you wouldn't be the first comedian. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a month of a month of that. Someone coming over each morning and connecting you to a new tube. Yeah. Essentially. So yeah, so I was supposed to go to LA and then Las Vegas on October the third for a wedding, and I have yep. had to cancel that because they said. Ah. They said, there's no way you can travel. Um, yeah, gotcha. You've got basically got an open wound in your arm, and we yeah, just can't sure. be sure of you know, being on a plane. That, that but would having be that said that, I, I think American customs are really uh, more than happy when people come through with wires connected to their chest. They, <laughs> they, they, they go, come on in. Good and sir. Also, once I <laughs> Good sir neighbour. <laughs> once I got through that, the American health system is also very hospitable. Yeah, fuck, yeah. And affordable. So, um, oh, that's so unfortunate. That's, so, that, yeah, that, that was a very disappointing, um, you know, side effect to it. But the fact that I can walk, Michael, I yeah, am man. very appreciative of that. I'm very yeah. appreciative of everyone who uh, came uh, came along and saw me, sent me a note, said, cheerio, uh, get well soon. I do appreciate it. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of junk timers sent a message saying uh, they hoped you got well. Yeah, so I, I, I really do appreciate all that. It, uh, it bloody kept me going in there, mate. It kept me going. And uh, can I just say, I think I do. You asked before if they know how it happened. The week before, you and I mocked the AFL Integrity Unit Black Ops Division. <laughs> Less than a week later, I'm in hospital. I mean, you draw your own, you draw your own conclusions. You know, they just—I thought I was drinking a beer without notice. I think it was uh, Novichok. Really, you think it was a bit of a uh, a Putin-like uh-huh. uh, scheme? 
I don't want to say too much here. Yeah, they, sure. You know, yeah, you, you, you literally can't. You literally no, can't. No, I mean, look what happened last time. You know, yeah. fuck, who knows what's going to happen next time we, we fucking shoot our mouth guns. off. And, yeah, uh, and exactly. then all of, all of a sudden, the April Integrity Unit yeah. puts an abscess in your spine, yeah. spinal cord. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking clever. How they got in there, I'll never know, but they're very, very good. So that's it, man. That's where I'm at. Yeah, dude. Fucking hell. The, well, good uh, to have you back, man. Good yeah. to have you back. And you know what? That was the first show we've um, we've missed entirely. We missed a week. That was our first ever week in five years. That's a really good point. Yeah. Huh. Um, and it happened to be the fucking live show. So yeah, fuck the live you. show. Fuck you, Apologies Golden Staff. You dog. Yeah. But we'll try and get Bob and Campbell and Andy Lee back at some stage. Absolutely. I, I think we can almost do exactly the same show. We're going to look into doing that sometime in probably November. So keep an ear out. We'll obviously. Uh, you know, announce that on the podcast. So even if you see later on down the track a little uh, two-and-a-half, three-minute podcast pop up, have a listen because it's probably going to be a ticket announcement because once the grand final happens, we don't do as many shows. Yeah, sure. Should we talk footy, man? Oh, fucking oath we should talk footy. What about <laughs> the opening to the finals? How about those Hawks? Oh, God, you come out of hospital and just some things fall your way, don't they? I, I can walk. I can watch Hawthorne lose. It's just everything came up. Everything's coming up rosy. What a fucking time to be alive. You pieces of shit. Yeah, so it seemed pretty competitive until about half time, and then, uh, yeah, Richmond kind of uh, took it on and ended up being, what, about a 35-point win. You know, who cares? Yeah. So what? Got a lot going on. Um, last time we went to the Perth for a prelim, um, you know, probably won it. No big deal. Don't want to talk about it. Uh, but so you think, you think Mighty this is Melbourne. 2014? When was 15, that? 15. Oh, you beat Frio, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It's all fine. It's all fine. We'll get focusing one week at a time. We've got Melbourne uh-huh. this week. Yep. First time we would have played Melbourne in a final, I reckon, since... Let me think. I reckon since the elimination in 1990, I reckon that might be the idea. So it's been a fair while since okay. we played Melbourne in an elimination. Now, if you remember, too, during our uh, grand final show last year, when we were talking about me trying to become an MCC member, I mm-hmm. said... I needed a Hawthorne-Melbourne grand final. It doesn't necessarily need to be a grand final, but I need a Hawthorne-Melbourne uh, final and a huge terrorist act to clear the deck. So to if clear anyone, the decks, yeah, get rid of people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. So if anyone from ISIS is having a bit of a listen in and you're thinking about when, where... Sure, definitely, let me just definitely. just put it out there, just suggesting, you know, ASIO, back off, it's just a suggestion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We we are massive in, in Aleppo, and uh, and yeah. can we say to our good friends, Allah Akbar. <laughs> <laughs> but just at uh, 7.50 on uh, Friday night. <laughs> yeah, fuck, you and you'd clean out, out 50,000 right there, wouldn't you? Mate, I'd be a member on Saturday. Yeah, they'd be begging for people. Like, fucking, come and join. We're empty. There's <laughs> yeah, no yeah. one here. <laughs> There's 50,000 at the grand final. The members is empty. So then we get to the Saturday and, uh, oh, sorry, the Friday, Geelong and Melbourne. What a, an abysmal game. We had two terrible games in a row. They were a bit down. It's because every final this week had the potential to be awesome, didn't they? Like, they were all like kind of will they, won't they? Like, you couldn't quite tell who was going to win each one. I reckon the Geelong-Melbourne one was almost the most certain. The only, the only question was Geelong's vulnerability because really? they hadn't played much. Yeah. Do I, you think that? Yeah, because I, I mean, my head always goes to, like, the team that has been around for a while. Yeah. And you go, well, Geelong have been obviously there for a decade and a bit. And you go, like, I, f- I figure, like, they're going to be, like, the mature team who can, you know, yep. handle it. And also, the, the ground was chock-a-block. It just... I just thought because Geelong weren't in the finals and then they had two really easy kills at the end. And they, yeah, to gotcha. me, they almost didn't belong. And I've got, all right, so I've got a bit of a theory here. 
uh, Michael. So if you get smashed in the finals, in the first week of the finals, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to play finals next season. Oh, okay, gotcha. Reasoning being like you've made it boring for people or yeah, the fact that you, you, weren't, you didn't deserve there, to be there? Yeah, well, uh, maybe a little bit of both. So mm-hmm. there were teams just outside the eight who probably deserved to be there more than Geelong, say. Like, Essendon, I reckon, would have put up a bit more of a fight than the Cats. So okay. if you get flogged like that, if you embarrass yourself, mm-hmm. the AFL says, sorry, you fucking wasted everyone's time. Same as Sydney. So next year, Geelong, Sydney, can't play finals, no matter what they do. Yeah, gotcha. The Sydney one is kind of interesting too. Like they, I think, had about two goals until like about halfway through the last and then put on a couple in the end. Uh, people aren't happy about Buddy, but also, you know, fucking hell, he can't do everything every day. Uh, well, he got, was, he got soundly beaten by Phil Davis, who played an unbelievably good game. And he talked about, did you, did you see the story about Phil Davis talking about how he got a bit of rough and tumble with Buddy by the fact that he felt that Buddy had a tactic where he pushed Phil into the mark mm. and injured his hip, and then he tried to do it again on um, Saturday afternoon. So and so Phil got pretty angry to, about that. He's trying to push Phil into other players to cause collisions, which he did yeah. in the round 22 game. Yeah, yeah. And so Phil said that, I missed the match for that, and so he got very angry. Um, it was, you know, two very handsome men tangling with each other. <laughs> That's what you <laughs> took out of it? Hey, can I talk about Toby Green? What's he doing with the fucking foot up? That's fucking bullshit. I'm a big fan. I love him. But what's with the fucking boot up? Well, what do you expect from a low, low fucking a dog? A low fucking dog? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's in his repertoire. You go, oh, Toby Green, I expect it was like It was like three times. Like, you, you don't get to do that three times. Like, it's bullshit. Well, they were saying, like, last year it was worse when he kicked Dalhouse in the face because it wasn't in a marking contest and people yeah, were gotcha. trying to defend him. But you go, you can't just stick your fucking boot out. Like, he kicked Nick Newman right in the ribs. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, it was uh, Leon Cameron saying he's protecting his space. And it's like, nah, man, he's trying to put sp- studs in a fucking dude's face. But like, also, how about you just don't protect your space with your boot? How about we make that a rule? And that well, comes yeah. in this week. They don't change rules on the fly, but fucking fly it. Fly that yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, no, it's absolutely ridiculous. We Toby, call it the Toby game. Green rule. Lifty game. Hey, uh, Mark Neal. Okay, you know what you could do, though? Mm-hmm. You suspend him for this week. Toby Green's not lifting that foot anymore, is he? So the no. AFL, the AFL has their blood. The MRO, if they've got any fucking balls, would suspend him for a week. But, but they don't. So what do we got? We've got, <laughs> Melbourne, we've got Melbourne and Hawthorne at Friday night. Yes. And we got... Collingwood and Giants on Saturday night? Would that Saturday be right? night, yeah, 7.25 at the MCG. That was an absolute Jeez. cracker over in the West last night. And can I just say, I would never usually say anything positive about Collingwood, but they yeah, were sure. very unlucky to lose that one. They did all the bulk of the work for the second and third quarters. They were doing really well in the, in the last. And then, like, yep. um, you know, Darling popped up, Kennedy popped up, yep. Cheddar, people who hadn't played very well all game. Just stood up and went bang, 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 and then yeah, it was all sure. over. So, I tell you what, it. Uh, what are your tips? Let's go for your tips for next week. Well, I mean, on, on the back of that, I was talking to a Collingwood mate earlier today, and he was saying that he didn't expect to win, but then when he realised, you know, half time, three quarter time, he's like, "Fuck, we can win." Yeah. So it kind of made it a bit more hurtful by the fact he was like, "Ah, we could have got there. Mm. We could have got." I was barracking for them by the fact that I don't want to fuck if we win. I'm not going to be that guy, but if we win, we've got to go to fucking Perth, and that's a fucking hard task over there, fucking 60,000 people. That's very true, and everyone seems to write off the first week losers 
annual. Oh, absolutely, dude! It's like the annual tradition. Yeah, like it it's like tradition, the losers. The losers are fucking. You're gone. You're done. The winners are fucking heroes. Yeah. So we're going to go through that for the week, and then and then history tells us. Then it's just like you know, usually the 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 top four teams yeah. win, and it's got prelims, but just the yeah different machinations of the um qualifying. And because but it we'll is an annual out. tradition, I'm going to join in and say Melbourne will beat Hawthorne. Yeah, look, you know, you can you can say that. Um, look, I I I don't have a dog in this fight, you know. I just. <laughs> but also, I think Collingwood will beat the Giants. I think the Giants' run will end because without Josh Kelly playing, I just don't think they can do it. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So that's my predictions, and uh, put your money on that one, Junk Timers. Did you watch Mark Neal on uh, Open Mic? I didn't. How was his? How did the how did the um are you, have you got high definition like did you get high definition twitching? But he yeah, uh, but he I don't know. It got weird, man. Like they talked about how. Hey, whoa, Green, whoa, whoa! Mark Neal got weird. Yeah, it got Mark weird. Mark Neal. Like, but it got talked about uh, uh, Brad Green had the captaincy taken off him when Neil showed up. Yeah. And Jack Grimes and Ten- and Trengrove got the captaincy. Who were aged twenty two and twenty respectively. Very young, yeah, very young. Two, also, young. two, two of them though, but two of them, so maybe that's okay. Oh, okay. You think because it's an, uh, it's an, uh, to collectively they're combined age. They're forty two. Yeah, forty two. Yeah. Okay, that's probably a bit old. So he, okay, I'm trying to work it out. So Neil was saying that the players voted for it. Yes. And then people are saying, no, no, that was a call made by the coaches and Cameron Schwab. Well, people, including Brad Green, who was dumped. Yeah, uh, and Brad Green, Brad Green tweeted open mic with Mark Neil, and then he put an emoji. Oh, uh, oh, I didn't know you could do that. An emoji with a long nose. And it said, hashtag Pinocchio. Yeah, so what that emoji means is you're lying, Michael. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But also, I'm a 41-year-old man, therefore I don't use emojis if uh, you... Oh, I reckon you've sent a few eggplants in your time. <laughs> hey, come on, Michael. <laughs> Who are we kidding? So here we got from... Uh, what have we got here from Maloney? But also, you, you, can you... Would you expect anyone around that time to like Mark Neal? Like, he was a divisive coach at best. He is not liked by any of the players from that regime. He came in and said, this, you know, this is what Melbourne's going to stand for. And then they stood for fuck all and were terrible. Yeah, sure, sure. Who's there, like, two and a half years? Would that be right? I think so, yeah. So Brent Maloney wrote, open mic with Mark Neal. Wow, are you serious? There was no leadership vote. It was picked by the coaches in Cam Schwab. Part of their big five-year plan. How can you sit there on national television and lie through your teeth? This is your chance to redeem yourself and say you made a few mistakes. It really shows the type of character we are dealing with. Holy fuck. He didn't fucking he didn't, didn't fucking hold, hold back. back. <laughs> no. I can't even watch it. Anyway, on to bigger and better things this Friday night. Hashtag go days. And even Mark Neal said the moment he got sacked, he went to Thailand and uh, just went straight into, started doing yoga. Is that true? Mm. Mm. That's how he uh, just said, you know what? I got nothing to do here in Melbourne. I'm out of a job. I'm going to go to fucking Thailand with my wife. Does he know they have yoga in, in Melbourne? Well, his wife was at a retreat, so he wanted to join her. And then the, um, apparently the, the yoga place uh, kicked him out. Fucking what? They, well, they just said, you can't be here. I don't think you've booked. And also they said, you're that fucking loser. Coach. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Don't bring your filthy shit coaching ideas here, mate. Yeah, cool. Sweet. Go to Essendon. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, Get yeah. them to a two and six record. No, but people like people kept on, tip, kept on trying to talk to the instructor. And Mark Neal was like, no, everything has to go through me. Yeah, yeah. Before I can talk to the instructor. Exactly. And what about Jared Pollock? So Jared Pollock, everyone's saying he's... Um, 
He's leaving the power, probably going to North Melbourne, even though St Kilda have put in a slightly bigger offer. But um, he's not inviting his teammates to his wedding. Very interesting. So is it a tiny wedding? Or is it like 100 people maybe by any chance? Yeah, so is that... Is that strange? Like, just because you're changing clubs doesn't mean, like, you're not going to get roundly booed at your wedding. <laughs> no, but they have a... They bring leading teams in before the... For, for, for the, the couple counselling. Oh, so, so when the priest says, if anyone yeah. has anything to say... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come up leading teams gets up. Yeah. yeah, you got to... The couple take a seat. <laughs> and then you got to sit around and you got to say it to their face. Yeah. Why they're, <laughs> why they're a shit couple. <laughs> and you, you don't even fucking do the dishes. <laughs> What's your fucking problem on you? You should see what he does with the au pair. Oh, dude, mate, garbage night, Wednesday. I keep on telling you, <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> Let your fucking game. This relationship's never going to work. You two suck. Hey, uh, I think we've run out of stories, man. I do believe we have. But why don't we give our tips for Friday and Saturday night? Okay, I'm going to go with Hawthorne. And I actually oh, yeah. get to I get to watch it tonight uh, th- uh, that night I get to watch it I'm going to head down hopefully down to um, uh, Hawthorne Pub in Sydney Oh yeah where they have the Hawthorne fans there with a couple of mates and uh, I can actually watch it Oh what's that Is that the uh, the massive cunt arms uh, <laughs> No it's actually the uh, <laughs> it's actually the penthouse at Star City <laughs> Yeah good <laughs> Cockheads Get it. <laughs> I think Melbourne can do it. I'm not just saying that because I hate yeah, sure. your, your guts. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure. Um, and then Collingwood Giants. Fuck, man. It's a tight one. Yeah, it really is. But on, on what I saw last night, I think yeah. Collingwood can do the do the job. No, you're right. They actually they were truly impressive last night. Good on them. Good on them. And with the Giants, the, you know, the number of outs they have... Um, although I think if I think if if the way it pans out, who I want to win overall, yep. I think I would go with Melbourne for the story for the you know fifty four year drought. Yep. And then I think I would go with the Giants, Giants, mm. uh, for the good for the game factor. So what about if it was? So it could potentially be. Oh, it can't be a Melbourne uh, Richmond grand final, can it? It can, yeah. It can be. Oh yeah. yes, yes. You are right. You are correct. Yeah, the other two are going to uh, going to Perth, aren't they? Yeah. So it could be a Melbourne Giants grand final too. Ah, uh, that is absolutely one hundred percent correct. That would yeah. be. That would be weird. That would be very weird. You just have a full MCC. You would actually need to. Re- you'd need ballots in the MCG because one side of the ground would be so full. Yeah. Sure. The MCG would tip over. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> no- what Giants fans are going to be there? But man, what a great what a great week to be in the cheese industry. <laughs> <laughs> they're praying. Oh, they're praying. Fuck, there'd be a lot of that shit going on. on uh, oh, quick on. footballers in real life. Sorry, we got a couple. I have. Uh, I saw Neil Craig a couple times at the Royal Melbourne. Oh, so really? When I was out and about, so he was obviously in there visiting. So hopefully everything's all right, Craigie. Yeah, you're fine, mate. Yeah. Uh, from Gavin, uh, as I watched the round twenty three clash with between the Giants and the D's, but. Uh, from behind glass, in brackets, I'm doing very well. An injured Melbourne listed player, Bernie Vince, came in for an appearance amid some humorous banter between he and a mobile phoneless Liam Pickering. Our mate, Liam Pickering. What? He announced his hope to be back inside, back uh, to get back inside five weeks from a shoulder rico. He then left, oh. and I continued for the duration to swill as much full strength and finger food as possible. Well played. 
Can I just say, to get back within five weeks from a shoulder reconstruction uh, is almost impossible. Like, if that's a 10 to 12-week injury at best. Okay, what happened with you? Take us through that when you did that. Uh, we'll save that for another podcast. But no, it was like three months for me. And, yeah. uh, you know, I wasn't getting daily physio, but there's yeah, just sure. some things your shoulder can't do. And also, at the three-month mark, for whatever reason, they don't know why, your shoulder becomes at its weakest Oh. So, so there's like a week where they're like, just be really careful because it could just go and we don't know oh, why. God, your body's yeah. weird. Thank you. Uh, from Adrian, just saw Brendan Gale in the city. He was walking out of a souvenirs and travel shop in Elizabeth Street. Geez, tall. He looked <laughs> like he had a bit on his mind, probably trying to work out how he was going to get a ticket to the final next week. So that was like uh, from August 29, so yep. Hawthorne Richmond final. Mm. There's our footballers in real life. I love seeing the, the, the Richmond Prez out and about. He would have been happy. He's happy with his time. They're, they're, they're fucking... They're flying. They're oh, confident dude. of back-to-back, aren't they? Dude, they are, they're the biggest team in, um, in the league right now. It's theirs to lose. I mean, 100,000 members. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's there to lose, and it would be hilarious. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. That would be one of the greatest afternoons of all time. <laughs> I mean, we, we thought it was funny when, when Swan Street went fucking mental after the grand final last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And they were celebrating. Yeah. Imagine if they lose. Oh, <laughs> mate, yeah. Like, like there were people getting arrested yeah. for burning shit last year. <laughs> like, like, like Swan Street burns down. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like fucking Aleppo. <laughs> okay, we're gonna hit the road. Don't forget our try our live show on uh, the day after the grand final, September thirty at four pm at the European Beer Cafe. Tickets can be found at trybooking.com. We're Junk Time Alpha Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and at Gmail. We're gonna hit the road. Rosie, good to have you back, mate. Thank you, buddy. Go Giants! Go Hawks. Ring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, 